1: Yesterday and today. The year is 1985 and this is episode two. This episode covers the months of March through July.
0: This is pure filth. Pornographic filth. I sat through every disgusting frame of this film.
2: Twice. (laughs)
1: On March 14th in America, to coincide with the theatrical release of the 20th century Fox movie, Porky's Revenge, Columbia Records released the film's soundtrack album. One interesting feature on this all-star LP is the song I Don't Want to Do It by George Harrison and produced by Dave Edmonds. This is the first new piece of music offered by George since the album Gone Troppo, which was nearly three years ago.
2: Looking back upon my youth, the time I always knew the truth, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna say goodbye, to go back in the yard and play. I could only have another day.
1: back at Hog Hill Studios in Rye, Sussex, England, Paul continues to record. Jerry Murata. He was talking to me about the fact that he hadn't played
0: with a band, you know, in, I don't know, five years, maybe more, Um, and he was just enjoying playing so much that we weren't really thinking, is this the take? Is this really the one? You know, it was just,
3: we just kind of kept playing songs for days.
1: Again, drummer Jerry Marotta. My impression of Paul is that he doesn't
0: sit around trying to figure out what am I going to do, how am I going to go about doing it, you know. I think he, he sort of gathered together the people that he, he wanted to use and you, you put them all together and, and you make the record.
3: Saturday night, and you're rocking on MTV Music Television, and I hope you're doing it in stereo. I'm Alan Hunter. MTV
1: News reports that Julian Lennon
3: he is about ready to get out on the road, and I have some concert information for you. Carmine Rojas will be out with him, as will his longtime pal and collaborator Justin Clayton playing guitar.
1: After the announcement, tickets go on sale and immediately sell okay, out.
2: Ticket holders, tickets for the Julian Lennon concert. You can only buy four tickets. Okay, tickets are 16.50 each.
4: Please have cash tickets and tickets, ticket dates ready. Thank you. He's a good artist. Good yeah. music. Uh-huh. Good music. Good uh, songwriter. Uh-huh.
2: And, um, uh
4: huh. And basically, also because he's John Lennon's son.
1: On March 31st, Julian Lennon begins a nationwide tour of the United States, beginning in Tampa, Florida.
4: It'll so be a monumental uh, occasion. Uh-huh. Save my ticket to show it to my grandchildren.
1: The Julian Lennon tour continued with shows in Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Pittsburgh before playing three nights at the Beacon Theater in New York City on April 8th, 9th, and 10th.
2: He's got great lyrics, great songs. He's got a hell of an influence for a father. Uh-huh. He's terrific. <laughs> He's gonna sell this place out. He's great. He's great. Is he good? Yeah. yeah. He's never performed in the public before. I want to see Yoko Ono too up here. to like, no, do. No. She's gonna. She's gonna be out there
1: On April 12th and 13th, the Julian Lennon Tour plays the Tower Theater in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, which is near Philadelphia. I attend the show on the 13th with my wife Beth, who is expecting our baby in a few months. The concert's opening act was a juggler.
5: You like his
4: music? Uh-huh. What you like about it? Nah, see, I like, I, I like his father, John Lennon, that's why. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I first listened to him because he was John's son, but I said he came into his own. He's good. He's got uh-huh. his own style. I
2: like him. Yeah. I really
4: do. This, this is something uh, I hope you'll recognize just that little bit more. And, uh, if you, if you know any of the lyrics or anything out there, and you want to sing along or do whatever you want, you know. I mean, if you want to come down, you know, just mess around in the front here, it'd be very good or not. So... (laughs) Now we're in trouble, right? (laughs) Okay, so... So, we're not, um, you'll, you'll guess a little but let's go anyway. Ready?
2: Sitting on the dancing The hands are to my I can't feel
1: As Julian's tour unfolded in the months to come, it had been given rave reviews. In America on April 16th, computer giant Hewlett-Packard strikes a deal with ATV Music for £1 million for the usage rights to the Lennon and McCartney song We Can Work It Out. The song is re-recorded at Abbey Road Studios by a Beatles sound-alike band and will be used in Britain for a TV advertising campaign.
2: do I have to keep on talking till I can't go on? Why is it in your way? But good knowing that our love may soon be gone. We can work it out. We can work it out. Like Are you too
0: busy doing your job to find out what everybody else is doing? I Hewlett-Packard computers can compare notes, even when you new car. Keeping tabs on everything that's going on and keeping you posted. Try to see
2: it my way Only time will tell if I am right or I am wrong Why do you see it your way There's a chance that we might fall apart before too long We can work it out We can work it out With
0: computers that keep in touch with each other, so can you. Hewlett-Packard. We can work it out.
1: Over in Los Angeles, California on May 14th, at the MGM Studios, Ringo portrays the character Mock Turtle for the CBS TV movie, Alice in Wonderland. In his scene, Ringo dances and sings to the Steve Allen song,
4: Nonsense. Absolutely nothing you say makes any sense at all. Oh, that's the nicest compliment I've ever been paid. There's too much sense in the world for me, in my humble opinion. Please tell me, young lady, just what is so good About never once being misunderstood There's far too much accurate communication And if it continues, I fear for the nation Nonsense, that's what we're terribly short of. Don't you love nonsense? We're getting lethargic from aiming at logic. Let's put a stop to that. If you don't love nonsense, I'll knock off your hat. Nonsense, nonsense, simply can't do without it. sense to nonsense and sing us a song about it let your master billy be hopelessly silly until he is blue in the face we must never be great Tis nonsense will save
2: the blooming human race
4: Song about it. Let young master Billy be hopelessly silly until he is blue in the face. We must never be brave.
1: The movie will air later in the year. On May 24th in the UK, Spartan Records released a charity single titled You'll Never Walk Alone by The Crowd. The record was organized by Jerry Marsden of Jerry and the Pacemakers fame after the May 11th stadium fire that killed 56 people and injured 265. Paul McCartney lent his spoken word to Side 2 along with many other artists.
0: Keith Jaggeron here from Saturday Superstore just to say a very, very, very big thank you to all for buying the record. Of course all the money raised from it goes to the Bradford City supporters, and of course we need all the help we can get. And by the way, it's people like you, we have to thank for it. I hope you like the record by the way, don't swap it. Hello, this is Bradford Girl D saying to you, thank you for buying this record and thank you for your generous support
3: hello this is paul mccartney i'd like to thank everybody behind this record for joining in this very special appeal i'd like to send all my very best and sympathy to the city of bradford in their time of need and wish them all the best in the future good luck lads hello this is lemmy from Mohead. i'm glad you brought the record it's a very good cause it was very hot making it so i hope you uh, sympathize in due fashion and i'll pass you on to gary holton hello this is gary Alton there eh? Thanks for buying the record. We all had a giggle making it, and uh, I hope you put a few more bob into the old Bradford fund. Catch you later. Hi, this is Philip Blamis here, and uh, we'd like to thank you for buying the record. It's gone to a good cause. Hello there, this is uh, Tim Healy speaking. I'm very pleased that you bought the record. It's for a great cause, and let's hope uh, lots of people buy the record. Thanks a lot. Hello, this is Chris Norman here. Thanks everybody for buying the record, and it's um, you know going to a great cause for the Bradford people. Thanks a lot. Hello there, this is Rosemary
0: here, and uh, I've been involved in making the record uh, with all the stars um, for the Bradford farm. We're hoping that everybody's going to go out and buy it, and all the money will go towards a fantastic cause. It's been a lot of fun, and we just hope that somebody gets a lot of happiness out of it. <laughs>
2: G'day, <laughs> Rolf Harris here. I just thought I'd better give you some sound effects to let you know it's definitely me. Uh,
0: I'll stop mucking about now. Just a very sincere thank you for buying this record. As you know, it's going to a fantastic cause to uh, all those folks who lost people in that terrible fire in Bradford. And I would just like to add my thanks to those of everybody else on this record. Thank you for getting involved. See you now. Hi, this is Anne Nolan, one of the Nolans. We'd like to thank you all for buying the record, and don't forget what a great cause it's for. It is a dreadful thing that happened, so we hope you all give your money very generously and buy this record. Thanks very much.
3: Yes, John Carty. Well, I was approached by the producers uh, to take part in it, and I'm a delighted, you know, to have a chance and opportunity to uh, support uh, uh, the cause, you know, for this. Raising money in for
2: the Bradford Disaster Fund. It's a really, obviously, worthy cause, and it uh, makes me feel good to do to do something. Obviously, to help somebody else. When you walk through a storm, hold. Be afraid
1: At the end of May at Hog Hill Studios in Rye, McCartney finishes this initial round of recordings. Carlos Alomar talks about working
2: with
5: Paul. You know, very, very calm. I mean, it's, it's 6 o'clock, you guys. Okay, let's go home. That type of thing. You know, let's have dinner. I've got to go to my daughter's birthday party. I'll be back in two hours. There's no rush for anything that he's doing in the studio. And the input that I put in was actually my own. He actually just lets, allows you to listen. See, for me, he let me listen to the song. And I was able to say, well, I'd like to play on this one. I'd like to play, I don't want to play on that one. I don't think it needs this, I don't think it needs that. This one needs so-and-so, you know. And uh, the first song that I played on was Press.
1: On June 10th in America and in the UK, Caribou Records, a division of CBS Music, releases the album The Beach Boys. This is the 25th album by The Beach Boys and the first after drummer Dennis Wilson's death. Ringo star is featured on drums on the track California Calling. If
2: everybody in the USA could come with us to California, yeah, we could take them to Southwest, where we go? Here we go. We had our woodies and our custom cars And when we drove a ride we knew we were bad My baby listens to my car radio And when we're cruising lets the whole world know And when our favorite surfing song comes on We all
1: July 12th, 13th, and 14th, Mark and Carol Lapidus present Beetlefest 85 at the Meadowlands Hilton Hotel in Secaucus, New Jersey. This is the 15th New York metro area convention dedicated to the love of the Beatles. Jimmy Fink is back again as Master of Ceremonies. I wonder what the magicians are cooking up now? Special guests include author Ray Coleman. Ray was a trusted friend of John Lennon's from the early Beatle days when Ray was the editor of the British weekly music newspaper Melody Maker. He has a new book out, which he will be talking about, titled Lennon.
3: You quote Yoko Ono as saying of her husband, he was a simple, complex man. That would seem to pose vast problems for any biographer. What do you think she meant? Outwardly, John was quite simple, but I think what
0: she meant is that living with him, uh, she saw so many sides to his character and personality. As indeed I did when I was writing the book, I found that uh, on on the one hand I was dealing with a tough guy from the Liverpool back streets who wanted to be just that, uh, a fighter, a hitter, a violent man, and on the other I was dealing with a sentimentalist who would give you his last penny and certainly his last cigarette.
1: The next guest is historian and author Jan Weiner. Jan is working on getting all of the FBI files on John Lennon released.
5: I known for my uh, freedom of information lawsuit against the FBI to get their files on John Lennon. I wrote a, a sort of political biography of Lennon uh, called Come Together, John Lennon in His Time.
3: How did you get involved in the John Lennon FBI files?
5: After Lennon was shot in December 1980, I was a historian and a writer, and I... Uh, wanted to write something about Lenin's engagement with the anti-war movement in the United States, his give Peace a chance uh, years. And at that point, a book had just been published by uh, David Garrow, famous biographer of Martin mm-hmm. Luther King, called The FBI and Martin Luther King. And he had gotten the Martin Luther King FBI file, which turned out to be an incredible goldmine of information about what King was doing every day of the last 10 years of his life, and historians were stunned by how rich this material that David Garrow had found, and I just sort of wondered, I was very impressed, I wondered if there could be anything like that about Lennon, since Nixon had tried to deport Lennon in 1972. So I filed this Freedom of Information request at the beginning of 1981, for to, just to see if they had a file on John Lennon, and they replied, yes, they had about 300 pages, and they were going to... Uh, withhold about two thirds of it under the claim that releasing it would endanger the national security of the United States. Now, that seemed to be a ridiculous thing to say about, you know, 20 year old documents about a dead rock star. Uh, and one of the great things about the Freedom of Information Act is it gives requesters, we are called, the right to go to federal court if you disagree with an agency's decision to withhold documents and ask the federal judge to examine those documents and determine whether they have been properly withheld. I was lucky enough to get the ACLU to represent me. In 1983, we filed the lawsuit to get a federal judge to help us.
1: He will be updating us on his progress. The next guest is photographer Bob Gruen. Bob has a new photography book out titled, Listen to These
3: Pictures. Photography was always my hobby. I learned photography from my mother. She used to develop and print her own pictures and I took my own pictures and took pictures of my friends and when they got a record deal, which was a lucky thing at the end of the 60s, uh, the record company used my pictures and started to hire me to take more pictures and one thing led to another. Every time I went to a job I'd meet more people and they'd hire me for more pictures and that's still kind of the way it's going today. You met John Lennon. What was that like and where did you meet him? Well, I first met him through an interview uh, that he was doing and uh, took some pictures and there was a story actually about the Elephant's Memory Band that was working with him. So I asked if I could come along to the studio with him to get pictures of them together with the band and they said yes and I did that and spent the night with them and uh, we felt comfortable with each other and then they used one of those pictures in the album cover for the uh, the Sometime in New York City album.
0: What year are we talking about now? That was
3: 1972 and then uh, they started asking me to come back to the studio more often and uh, later that same year I did a picture for the cover of Yoko's album And, uh, you know, we just started to get to know each other more and more. They literally lived around the corner from me in the Grands Village. Another guest is MTV VJ, Martha Quinn. But due to the major
1: concert event over the weekend called Live Aid, Martha's schedule to attend Beatlefest is tentative.
4: Could you tell me what's next on the agenda?
2: A song. John?
3: John? John? Yoko?
2: John, you go. 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 you go. Not you. Them.
1: Music is supplied by a British Liverpool band who call themselves the Cavern. one time is guaranteed for all
3: a magical mystery tour. I told you. Goodbye.
0: Continuing in a moment. Adams, Boontown Rats, David Bowie. On July 13th, a billion people all over the planet will tune in to a music event that will never be repeated. The Live Aid Concert. Elton John, 17 hours of performers donating their time and energy to help raise funds for African famine relief. From Wembley Stadium in London From JFK Stadium in Philadelphia MTV will be at both shows And will bring you all the music Live as it happens This is what they mean by Once in a lifetime The Live Aid Concert July 13th On MTV
4: Next on Yesterday and Today
0: or to contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search yesterdayandtodaypodcast on Facebook. See you next time.
6: You can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast, or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky Family Podcast. That's society the number six.com slash K A M I N S K I